Hello, Lime Ninjas. This is Lime Ninja Radio, where we help you think clearly so you can navigate confidently through your own personal Lime journey. Everybody's journey is different, and a cookie-cutter approach just doesn't work for Lyme disease. I'm your host, McKay Rippey, and this is episode 93, part 3, with functional medicine chiropractor, Dr. Tom Bain. And also with us in the studio is our certified show producer and the brains behind LimeNinja.com, Aurora. Hi, and we are doing things a little differently today. We certainly are. We've split this interview up into three parts. And if you're on part three, you already know this. But if you're just coming in here for the first time, be sure to go back and check out parts one and two. It does work sequentially. This was a super long interview, so we broke it up into three parts. And the other thing was we were getting feedback that the, our episodes were a little bit too long, so we're trying to hold them to 30 minutes now. And please send us your feedback. What do you think about this new format or anything else that bugs you or ticks you off? Get it? That ticks you off about our show, and you can do that by sending an email to feedback at LimeNinjaRadio.com. That's feedback at LimeNinjaRadio.com. So we've had a lot of things to talk about over the course of this interview. The first part was about vitamin K2. Our second part was about the latest science on probiotics. And this episode, we're getting into Dr. Tom Bain's uh, new probiotic and a conversation about that. Okay, Roy, why don't you tell us just a tiny little bit about Dr. Tom Bain. Dr. Tom Bain is a chiropractor practicing in the Chicago area. He practices at Pure Balance Health Center and focuses on detoxification and gut health. Tom makes a practical, scientific, and research-based approach to natural health. Thanks, Aurora. And this is part three of our interview with Tom Bain, where he gets into the details of his brand-new probiotic supplement. So he I got a couple I got a comment then a question. So first of all, there are a lot of alternative practitioners out there who make their bread and butter just telling people, well, you got to get off beans, you got to get off dairy, and you got to get off all grains. And because the patient has a leaky gut, it calms it down enough that a lot of their symptoms go away. So an alternative way to heal up the gut is just going to be a massive improvement for so, so very many people, especially with all the gut damage that's out there between aspartame and glyphosate and all of these other things yeah. and, and Lyme patients being on months and months of antibiotics. I mean, it's just you, you have to figure out some way to do that. So if you've done that, that's just can't wait for this research to, to be validated. The other thing, this is kind of like a a newbie silly question. So how come these spore-based bacteria don't then just infect the the small intestine and cause a problem there? How come they don't just replace the yeast and cause more problems? So you have to understand that they are transient organisms. Okay. Okay, so, so they move through the digestive tract in about a three-week period. Uh, about 21 days, they go from, they go through the entire Place. So they're not and colonizing. So, no, well, they are while they're there. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. So what, what they do is they go in, and, and this is the analogy I use with my patients. It's like, okay, there's there's 10 million people in Chicago, okay, but there's only 2,000 police. Right. 
And so the police keep order. Maybe Chicago's not a great example of that, but you get my <laughs> not point. Not these days, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but, but you get my point. Yes. So there's a small number of the, of the overall population, but they're going in and they're policing. Uh, they're getting rid of the bad guys. And, and so that's what they do. So, so what we talk about is not reseeding the bow. We're reconditioning the bow. Yes. We are the gardener. Okay. So we're going in and we're tilling the soil. We're pulling the weeds and allowing the forest to dictate which species and strains are going to grow in place of, of, of the bad guys that have been taken out. And we're going to increase diversity, not by throwing in the same 10 or 12 seeds every, every day, but by creating an environment that's conducive yeah. for the bacteria that you got from your mom to grow and thrive. Right. I mean, the bacteria in your gut are a fingerprint. You've got over a thousand different beneficial strains out of 35,000 possible. They studied twins. They studied people with the exact same diets. There are no two people that are the same. And so to, to think, well, I'm going to give you these 12 or 15 strains or this one strain of these bugs, and they're going to go in there and they're going to live there and habitate and live forever is, is that's human ego. It doesn't have human ego saying, uh, I know what's right. And I'm going to tell your body what to do. You know what, what we're going to do is we're going to recondition the bowel and we're going to let the bowel and the body figure out which strains and species that it wants to take the place in there. We're not going to dictate that. Right. So it's really, and so it's about ratios as opposed yeah. to, you know, it, my understanding of the, especially the, the gut lining itself is that it's pretty, it's to get a new, you can't get a new strain in there. It's like, it's, it's pretty much locked down, even in a damaged gut. It's, yeah. it's, it's if the receptor's not there, your immune system kicks it out. Yeah. And I can't look at you. I can't take your pulse or look at your tongue or look at your eyes or muscle test you and say, Oh, you need lactobacillus bulgaricus. I don't know that. That you, if you don't have that receptor, everybody's just going to kick it right out. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you know Dr. Zach Bush? Have you run across him? You know what's interesting is that somebody just sent me something and said, "Hey, you got to read this article by Zach Bush." It was kind of a debunking of probiotics yeah. article I just read from him. He's got an interesting take. He's got his product too. And his take is very similar, except he comes in from more the nutritional. So he's reconditioning the gut from a nutritional. He, t- he talks about uh, really the communication amongst the bacteria. So you two may have a symbiotic little uh, well, relationship we saw that there. We, uh, we, saw, we saw him at Autism War. Okay, great. And so um, he, he came in. Yeah, he came into our lecture. He heard the last maybe 10 or 15 minutes of our lecture and his lecture was next after ours. And, um, and he did talk to my partner and say, you know, we really should collaborate and, uh, and do something here. Yeah. I, I agree. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, and so, but, but we haven't been able to continue that conversation since then, but that was only a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, but yeah, I, I would like to see, I'd like to understand his, his thing, his product better, but, He's right. What he's saying about probiotics is, is true. When, you, when you're looking at this idea of reseeding the bowel, I mean, when you look at the research, it's just not supported. Yeah. And, uh, and the article that I did read about, read from him, uh, was saying, you know, that very thing, that the gut is a highly selective place. It's, 
it's the immune system is is very selective about what it lets in and what it doesn't. And the idea that you're just going to toss these 12, 15 strains in every day, it's just not supported by science. So, but what I'd like to see is I'd like to see a three arm study. I'd like to see placebo. I'd like to see us or a four arm Gus. I'd like to see us. I'd like to see re- the restore. And then I'd like to see a combination of the two. Um, and see if, if, if we can get any improvements with it. We talked to him about our leaky gut study. That's, that's basically what the last 15 minutes of the lecture were all about. Um, so for him to have walked in there was, uh, was for good for, on our part. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, um, and so, so we've got the model. He can go to the University of North Texas now and, um, and work with the professor there and he can test his product on leaky gut and prove it versus those little cell line model studies he's doing, which is, I mean, look, that's a good entry level study, but come on, there's a hundred trillion bacteria on that cell line in the body. Uh, the fact that you can do it in a Petri dish doesn't really tell us much. Uh, let's, let's see what you can do in humans. Right. So, so we did talk to him a little bit about that, but you know, I mean, got to put your money where your mouth is. You know I mean? The, the leaky gut study was uh, $75,000. And, uh, that's, okay. and, um, so let's, let's hang up there for a second is how do you, how do you fund this stuff? Do you have investors? Because there are a lot of people out there. Well, not a lot. I was talking to a small startup in Ireland. They're working on a Lyme test and their big hurdle of course is getting this initial funding going. So how, where, where does your funding come from? Because this is incredibly expensive research and you know, it, unless you're a multi-billion dollar person you don't have that kind of money just hanging around i don't i don't have that kind of money around and uh i um when this opportunity came and as i said they they asked me to go sell it to one of the larger companies the company i worked for in europe um we we worked that company and and we sold it to metagenics uh so metagenics europe is uh is the old company that i worked with so I, I, I know a lot of the upper management metagenics and, and that was what happened. The, the, manuf- the manufacturer came to me and said, you know, we understand you, you have a relationship with metagenics. Could you go sell this? And I was like, I don't want to sell this to metagenics. I don't want to sell this to anybody. I, I want to run this. Very cool. And they're like, well, you know, there's a quarter of a million dollar licensing fee. We need to see how much marketing money you have, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I've been doing what I've been doing. I've, I've helped some people along the way in, in my lifetime. And, uh, and one of my patients had said a couple of years previous to this, um, she said, you know, I, I, uh, I have a lot of money and, uh, I love this field of natural medicine. Um, if anything ever crossed your plate and looks like an interesting business, give me a call. And so I, um, I called her and she sat down with me and wrote me a big fat check. And that got us off and running and allowed us to start putting money towards the research. Now, um, with the, with the gut model study, one of the things we negotiated with the university was that we could pay it off over a 24 month period rather than paying it all at once. Right. Um, and so, uh, with the hepatic encephalopathy study, we negotiated with the local hospital that's going to do the second part of the research. We negotiated with them. They, they asked that, that their name be plastered all over the study. Great. If you're going to do the study and pay for it, no problem. Uh, we'll provide the product. You provide the patients and the data. And, and so we've been fortunate with some partners. Uh, we've been fortunate in some of the ways that we've been able to negotiate 
the payment of the of the research studies. Um, you know, and now if if the National Institute of Health comes through and uh, and, and does this research, you know, then I don't have to pay anything. I just have to provide them with the product, and uh, and then then just go through the data and, and utilize the data to continue to sell my product in the different verticals that we're selling it. So, so I, I have to say, I've been fortunate. Um, I've been lucky and I've been shrewd. Yeah. Um, well, you're, you're being honest. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like the, the guy at the university of North Texas, it was like, you know, you need to get this study out. You, you need to get this, this clinical model out. I said, in order to do that, you need to study. I'm not writing a check for 75 grand. I'll pay you over 24 months and the university agreed to it. And, uh, and so, um, you know, but now we did it. So we just did it with 50. The results come back. We already told them we'll go right back with 200. Uh, we're going right back in in the mix and we're going to do it on, on a larger scale. So, so he's motivated. Um, the university's motivated. And like I said, if now if Zach Bush is going to do a study with, with, with this, using this model or, you know, a glutamine manufacturer wants to use this model or something like that. Um, the University of North Texas is is, uh, is making a lot of money off this this clinical model. So, so it, you know, it kind of makes sense. And uh, and you know, there's not a lot of research in the supplement side. No, there's you know, and, and and what's there is so weak. And uh, and and you know, we've built the business. You know, we're 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 doing really well right now. Um, but we built it purely on look at our research, you know, look at our research and show us the competitors research that you're using, uh, that demonstrates anything that's even close to this. And when it, it, you know, we've met people who just refuse, they refuse to open their eyes and refuse to look at it. Okay. Be closed minded. You're not a first responder, but you'll come around. Uh, because the research will just eventually overwhelm them. You know, there was a, there was a naturopath I saw in Colorado and he was just like, probiotics are all for nothing. I just tell everybody to eat, eat yogurt and everything's fine. I'm like well, yogurt is great. It's, it's a good protein source. And the ferment that the bacteria make is very immune modulating, very healthy for the digestive tract, but there are zero probiotic benefits in yogurt. None. It's dead bacteria. And so the ferment is outstanding though. And the ferment does great things for people. But again, you're not correcting the problem. You're just treating the symptom transiently. And the minute you stop eating the yogurt, you don't get the benefits anymore. Right, right, right. So the fermented foods are great. I love kimchi. I love sauerkraut. But the benefits are in the ferment. And so that not so in the bacteria. Sense. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. Now people want to find out more about this special probiotic, where can they go? So this is a thing. So uh, as a practitioner, um, I, I hate when patients go on Amazon <laughs> and, and purchase the product that I've, that I've recommended. Okay. Um, so, so, and the, the other, this is the other thing too. Um, if I make this available on a store shelf and a consumer goes in and buys it, and they take it at the full dose, you know, what it says on the label, and they swallow it, and they get diarrhea, they're never going to take that product again. And the truth of the matter is, is that I love it when they get diarrhea. What, what that means is that the dose is just too much, and they've got to back down with the dose. 
And so there's a need for the clinician to be in between the product and, and, and the patient. There's the, the product is, is very powerful. Uh, there are protocols that we use just with simple titration protocols, especially in Lyme's patients that are crucial. I mean, you can make someone's life miserable for a few days if you incorrectly supplement this product. And so, so the product is only available through physicians. Um, our website is gomegaspore.com. The, uh, the product is called Megaspore Biotic, and it's a five-strain uh, bacillus species, 100% spore form, uh, pharmaceutical-grade uh, probiotic formula. One of the interesting things that we didn't talk about in, with the strains is their ability to produce nutrients. So, so I've already explained why this is the coolest bacteria in the world, coolest probiotic in the world, but now I'm going to really blow your mind. So the bugs go down in your digestive tract. They eat fibers and sugars and starches, and they, pardon my French, poop out um, the full complex of B vitamins in their methylated form, coenzyme Q10, nanokinase, vitamin K2, and one of the strains produces high concentrations of carotenoid antioxidants. So it produces alpha-carotene, beta-carotene, zeaxanthin, astaxanthin, lycopene, and lutein. It produces them at RDA levels right at the site of absorption. And what a lot of people don't recognize is that oxidative stress is a huge component of leaky gut. Yeah. It's a huge component of the pathophysiology of leaky gut. And so if we're delivering carotenoid antioxidants right where the fire is, we're putting out the fire. And we think that that's a huge piece of what we're doing with the leaky gut study. We're also the only probiotic that's shown the ability to increase short-chain fatty acids. We increased acetate, propionate, and butyrate by almost 40%. There's a 39% increase in, in those levels. That's huge for inflammatory bowel disease. That's huge for, it has implications with cancer and things like that. But at the end of the day, increased butyrate, increased propionate and acetate in your bowel is going to trigger your body to burn fat for energy. Right. And so it's going to, it's going to get your body more in the fat burning mode, which is where we want everybody to be, regardless of whether you're overweight or not. If you are overweight, we definitely want it. But if you're not, we still want your body using fat for energy, not sugar. Yeah. It's so critical. Critical. That's another, that's another hypothesis of mine that the, the, the sugar, the ATP uh, pathways are deranged in concussion patients and, well, obviously in obese patients as well, but then in Lyme patients too. So if you can get over into either eat, get ketones in your body uh, by eating them a little bit uh, from different substances or you can get the bacteria in your gut to produce some of them or you can switch your body over to producing a lot more of them, all of a sudden you can wake your brain right back up and get your immune system going again. Yeah. So the, the, the K2 research that we're doing right now has a lot to do with mitochondrial function. Yeah, how about that? And so, so what's we've the, got some, we got some theories you, we're, here. We're going to have to stop because we could go on for another <laughs> three hours here because this is, I mean, this is right up, right up my, my alley. But I do, have, yeah. I do have to, we'll have to bring you back on. I do have to cut you off. Yeah, exactly. We could and do you a have work, I'm K2. sure you've got better things to do than talk to me all day too. Well, you know, I, I love this stuff. You I know, can I, tell. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. So with the, 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 the Mega Spore Bionic and the Mega Quinone are the only two products that we sell. And the reason we have those two products is because we've done the, the background research on them. We know what we've got. We control the production 
uh, of the products to make sure that they maintain their stability throughout. Um, and so we offer the Mega Sporbiotic and the Mega Quinone, which is the 320 microgram vitamin K2. And so we're going to have some more data coming out soon um, concerning the, the what's going on with vitamin K2 and the mitochondria. Part of our theories is that, you know, everybody talks about the, the, the uh, coenzyme Q10 at the mitochondria, but we think that the K2 is kind of like the lock and key that helps yeah. the coenzyme Q10 work. Huh. And so uh, that's a that's a very basic uh, theory that's been thrown out, but um, but we're going to figure it out. And but that's that's huge with the fatigue factor. Yes. Um, and so when you're when you're resuscitating the mitochondria at a cellular level, you're improving the energy of the cell. You're improving the energy of the person. And so that that the, so the combination combination of the probiotic and its immune benefits and its ability to correct the leaky gut in the Lyme's patients combined with the high-dose vitamin K2 for the oxygenation and the mitochondrial resuscitation, um, that those two things by themselves gives a very unique protocol with the Lyme's patients that have skyrocketed our, our, our results with patients. You know, over the last couple of years, we've been implementing these protocols. Yeah, under, understandably. Well, thank you so much for sharing your enthusiasm and your knowledge and for putting all the hard work into this to make this stuff happen. It's going to help a ton of people. Ton of people. My pleasure. And I really appreciate what you're doing. And, uh, I love the, uh, the concept you've got and, uh, and getting the message out. And, uh, as things come out, I'd be happy to come back on and, uh, and talk to you and especially how it uh, pertains to the line station. Love to do that. Terrific. Let's do that. Great conversation. Can you explain to me, can you go over again what's so important about spore-based probiotics? I don't think I quite got everything. The bottom line about spore is that it survives until it gets into your small intestine. In fact, it's activated in your small intestine. Most probiotics don't. They don't make it past your stomach. Your stomach has incredible stomach acid in it for digestion, and part of its function is to kill off bacteria. So if it didn't do that, you'd be sick all the time because all kinds of bacteria would just go from your mouth all the way into your intestines, and you'd be a mess. So your stomach's doing its job. So you need a type of probiotic that's going to survive. The other interesting thing is the different spore-based bacteria in this formulation, they don't colonize your gut. They're just passing through. So it's kind of like an old Western, you know, where the cowboy kind of drifts into town, does his heroic deed, and then rides off into the sunset. So it doesn't actually colonize and change your gut bacteria, but it helps prevent the bad guys from taking over and gives the good guys a chance to get established. So it's a, it's a great... It's a great idea, and this idea that you need to spend you know tons and tons of money on all these live probiotics and keep them in your refrigerator, and as soon as you eat them and you swallow them, they're going to get killed in your stomach. So we might just be throwing money away on that type of probiotic. I'll be interested as more and more research comes out about the spore-based probiotics. If you're interested in Dr. Bain's probiotics, just head on over to LimeNinjaRadio.com and we'll direct you over to the interview and the show notes. Now, if you're just 
finishing up this episode, part three, you've missed parts one and two, and that was another great conversation or the rest of the conversation with Dr. Bain. Part one, we really got into vitamin K2 and the importance of managing calcium, especially in Lyme patients, why that's so important. And then in the second part, part two, we got into the current status of research with probiotics and got in a great conversation about that and really why probiotics are important and and how their the new research is really changing the way probiotics are formulated and i think that's important for us to know uh, gut health is so important to people with lyme disease and as we know the gut health has so much of influence on how we think and our ability to feel good and clear-headedness you know, if your gut's all messed up, the chances are you're going to have brain fog as well. And one of the ways I really like to help people with brain fog is with brain fog breathing. And there's so many different ways to nourish your brain and help clear brain fog. But brain fog breathing is simple. You don't have to swallow any pills. You don't have to ferment anything. You don't have to spend any money. You can do it just about anywhere. And it just takes a few minutes to learn. So... Go ahead, sign up for our mailing list. We'll send you the Brain Fog Breathing Cheat Sheet. And Aurora, how can they get that? Well, they can go to LimeNinja.com front slash Brain Fog. Yeah, I use this in my acupuncture practice with my patients. It's a great technique. It helps oxygenate your brain, get more blood oxygen up in there. And it also helps the brain communicate between the left and right hemispheres. So it helps the brain waves themselves balance out. Okie dokie. If you like this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps so much to get the word out. We really need your help to get this podcast and this great information in front of more people. So if you do like what we're doing, help us out here. Go to iTunes and leave a review. And also, we'd love some feedback. We value your feedback. We need your feedback about this new format. So go ahead and leave an email, send an email, I should say, at feedback at LimeNinjaRadio.com. That's feedback at the at sign and then Lime Ninja Radio, all one word, dot com. And let us know what you think about this. So as a recap here, we had this great discussion with a chiropractor. He practices functional medicine. His name is Dr. Tom Bain. And in part one, we talked about vitamin K2. Part two, we talked about the current research into probiotics. And part three, we talked about Dr. Bain's particular product in his probiotic and why that's so special and why that's so great. And I told you I'd tell you a story about it. I got food poisoning the other night. I was eating. No. I went, I can't, well, I shouldn't name them on the air, but I went to a local restaurant and had their eggplant roll-ups. And I love these and have had these many, many times. I woke up in the middle of the night with a headache. And I did have a whiskey or two, I have to admit. So at first I thought I was just having a little bit of hangover symptoms. So I got up and went downstairs and made sure I was hydrated and took some extra potassium to balance out my electrolytes some. 
And then it started hitting me. I started feeling really terrible. It was the first wave. The the ba- bacteria were really starting to grow. And, um, yeah, I had all the symptoms that you normally have with food poisoning. I won't go into the gory details. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. The, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> awful, right? So after purging... I felt better. I was like, okay, so, you know, still of the mind that maybe this was a, a whiskey-induced phenomenon. And then about a half an hour later, 45 minutes later, the second wave came. So the bacteria went through another life cycle, and they were dying off, and they were throwing all kinds of poisons into my system. At that point, I was like, uh-oh, this is not alcohol poisoning. This is food poisoning. So I created little cocktails uh, – kept hydrating, and I took a little bit of the liquid iodine. We had a tiny little bit left, so I had some of the liquid iodine, and that the iodine helps kill things just like you would put it on your skin. If you drink some of it, it'll help kill. And then the second thing I did was I took some of the Dr. Bain's probiotics because some of the strains in there create powerful antibiotic chemicals. So I Swallowed those two, and there was a bit of another wave, but it was far less, and I didn't have to purge during that wave. And then after that, things calmed down. And really the next day, other than being tired from not having slept well, I really felt okay. So I really have to give a little hat tip to Dr. Bain's probiotics. They helped me through a really rough night. Any food poisoning story where you don't have to go to the the ER is a is a good one in my book <laughs> to get rehydrated right yeah yeah S- score one for uh home doctoring and probiotics exactly. and Our, probiotics that's right okay that's all from us from lime ninja radio here's wishing you many nights without any food poisoning this is mckay and aurora signing off from lime ninja radio are you still there if you are you're probably wondering where the Lime Ninja fact of the day went. And in post-production, we realized that in changing our format, we dropped it out. Our apologies, and we will bring back the fact next week. So long for now. Radio is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized medical advice. Lime Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lime Ninja Radio and its guests. Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering any new treatment.